Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What is going on, guys? Welcome to our first EP here on the Paddle and Fin podcast. Man, Brad, that that intro pumps me up every single time I hear it, and <laughs> I am so stoked on behalf of the Bastones Fishing kind of EP podcast to be a part of your guys' show and bring some shed some light out here on the West Coast in the kayak scene, man, and. Uh, it's just awesome to be a part of the Paddle and Finn family. You guys have brought me in and the crazy group techs that we're all a part of now. And <laughs> <laughs> the family vibe of the yeah. show is awesome, dude. So I guess I want to say thank you for, for taking us on and, and uh, allowing this EP to kind of roll out. Yeah, dude. When you messaged me about it, I was like, man, this is a no-brainer. I got to talk to Brian because I, I, you guys being on the West Coast, I just feel like you guys get shafted quite a bit, you know? And Yeah. Be like being part of Paddle and Finn, I mean, I don't know. You guys, it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 that's right. And that's kind of that was kind of our goal. When I say our, I mean my my co-host Alex. He'll be kind of on and off with some episodes, but for tonight he wasn't able to make it. Uh, man, he did a phenomenal job as my co-host, and uh, I, I give him a huge shout out for everything that he did, kind of leading up to this moment. And I wish he was here tonight, but he wasn't able to make it, and. Our whole goal last year, man, was to just kind of, like you said, just shed some light on the West Coast because I feel like a lot of our anglers deserve it. And we got some sticks out here. We got, we, we're starting to make a little dent when we go out into the KBF National Championship. Um, you mm -hmm. see California guys up there quite a bit. And man, we're, uh, we're just really excited to be a part of this and kind of expand the light now into the whole country and, and kind of show everyone and let everyone listen to, to what we go through out here in, in California and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good fishing out here. There's a lot of good kayak anglers out here, and it's just cool to to kind of be a part of it. And we're gonna just dive right into it. And I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners that transferred over to here. Uh, we're just really excited to be a part of it. Heck yeah, dude! Uh, yeah. yeah, me being from Ohio, you know, I'm I'm always curious about the West Coast. You guys seem like you have a lot of fun, so I'm yeah, ready man. to hear about it. Yeah. So tonight for our first episode. Um, a part of the paddle and fin family now we're gonna have pretty much the three there's there's a lot more but the, the three really top guys especially from last year um, we have the aoi from the wild west we got john myers we got greg blanchard coming in and we have brian lepke um, guys welcome to the show and this is going to be our first episode so i just want to say welcome and uh Let's uh let's all rip our thumbs up in uh, 2022. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. Yep. Greg, up, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Always good to see you and uh, Brian from down What's south, up? the local hammer around here. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, hey, first off, let's kind of start I just the way the screen sits right now. Let's start with John. John, I know you just got off a big win up there. I'm going to totally butcher the name, Thermalito. I, I hope bait. I said that, that right. Great. After bait, that was yeah, great. 
he uh mm-hmm. he just took home the victory at the toc and he also is the wild west bass kayak trail uh, aoi so congratulations on that john do you want to just highlight that just a little bit and kind of talk about your 2021 season overall really quick yeah real quick um yeah started at the delta you know uh, fishing was extremely tough i found some bed fish uh i was fish discovery bay uh happened to uh lose some key fish i could have won that one ended up in second which was cool uh we went to uh it was clear lake next i had uh an hour of magical a magical time uh, at clear lake it was like one point just hit a bunch of post bomb fish on it and just literally every cast it was insane hmm. uh magical magical um and then we went to don pedro uh, Don Peters, my home lake, you know, I, I, I never win a tournament there. I come in second all the time. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, like, that's a bad thing. Like that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little frustrating because this yeah. year, I, uh, I fish big boat tournaments as well, the glitter rockets. And I've been doing that since 86, but anyways, yeah, I had a few second places that time. I, I think I came in fifth or sixth or sixth place. And then uh, finished off the year at uh, the Clear Lake. I love that place, Fish Factory. Everybody knows that. I mean, if I lived right there, I'd fish every day. You can talk about thumbs ripped up. I mean, your, your palms ripped up, both hands. <laughs> it's just no messing around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I came in sixth on that one. And then the Thermaluda after bait. I did my homework. I uh, found a good bait bite along the Tule Berms and uh, made an adjustment on the second day and, and Got some better fish and, and yeah i'm really pleased with my uh, uh my year uh next year i hope to do better I really do you know i always set goals and, and uh, uh my goals this year was to get toc i mean i'm sorry uh anger of the year and then to win one event and i did it the last two events so yeah, yeah. nice john what would you what would you say you're like for 2021 if you had one bait what would you say your one bait that kind of carried you through the 2021 season one bait hmm. just pick one your confidence bait one that kind of just carried oh, you through. the, the uh, tasmu jig i mean i i throw the jig a lot i mean I, I throw the jig exclusively and that's proven to catch bigger fish although the thermalito I, I i couldn't get a bit on it trust me i tried it I just couldn't get a bit on it yeah. And what kind of what kind of kayak are you fishing out of? And do you have a motor or no motor? Or? So I have a, a PA um, a PA fourteen three sixty. I have uh, a torpedo on the back and a um, uh, coat in the front. So uh, depending on where I go, is which motor I use. Mm. That's cool. Sweet man. Yeah, you got you know it's all about time management, you know. Yeah. And, right. You know, and then presentation, boat positioning. You know, I can go on and on and on. Yeah. So, kind of recapping your the twenty twenty one, what's the biggest thing you learned? Um, twenty twenty one. You know, uh, first of all, the kayak community. I learned this one time ago, and I have to. I have to say this: these guys are the greatest guys ever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the glitter boat guys are bad; they're good too. But I'm tell you what: it's a community. It's a family. And, and and I've learned that uh, 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 everybody's a friend, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it comes to techniques and stuff like that, you know, I wish I could say I was really good at one technique. I I like to be versatile, and, and you have to make adjustments throughout the day. One little fish, a key, one that key bite. You make that adjustment, that's when you start catching more fish. And every tournament I did this year, there was an adjustment I had to make. And if I didn't adjust, I did poorly. So the adjustments was adjustments. the biggest thing I learned. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like it's really cool, man. I mean, what what was the thing that kind of like what was the first interest? Like you you're in the glitter boat, you know, the the bass boat scene for so long, <laughs> and uh, what was that thing that brought your interest to come down and, and hang out with us kayak guys down here? Okay, so uh, Steve Melander he started MKA, and uh, uh, he he called me up because hey, I'm thinking about starting a. a a kayak circuit. I saw it. Right, cool. Thanks, you know, Steve. thanks, Steve. <laughs> you can thank Steve. You really can. This right, guy, Greg. Hey, thanks, Steve. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Steve, so, no more phone calls <laughs> to friends. Leave all your friends out. 
Steve and I have been friends a long time, and and um, so he he goes he goes sign up. I go, dude, I ain't got a kayak, and, and I've never been in a kayak. He goes, I have one you could use, okay, and then uh, you'll get some experience in it before we go out. I went out one time, one time, see that finger, one time, <laughs> and we went to Kelsey Bass Ranch, and we're going along the dam. I got my jig, right? Come on, it's December. I have boots on. I have my my snowmobile bull suit on. I have a life jacket on, dude. If I would have fell in the water, I would have just like sunk to the bottom. You know what I mean? But anyway. Yeah. Now I do all these precautions and you know suggest that we read up about you know safety. So, anyways, I had a life jacket. Always have a life jacket. I got bit on this jig, and I, I threw it out, and I was like, I was like walking down the dam, and I dunk. All right, all right, here we go, here we go, and I set the hook, and I almost rolled it, you know, right then, and, <laughs> and then the fish kind of towed me around, and I thought, this is great and this is me against the fish you know yeah. you can't beat this feeling you get out of that and it just it's it's not like a boat a boat you could set the hook and run all the way to the back you know what i mean mm-hmm. and the kayak yeah. the fish tows you around it's you against the fish and it's just it's it's like close and personal and as soon as i caught that fish this this light came on like ding i'm like man this is challenging this is a great experience and I want more. I want a lot more. Yeah. And I, I get the I get the, the fish and I pedal over to Steve, you know, real quick. Look what I caught, look what I caught. You know, we weigh it, it's like four and a half pounds, you know. I was all proud of that fish. I went up and down that bank and just laid them. And every time I'd set the hook, I'd have to, you know, there's there's bow positioning. Well in a kayak and it was an outback. And it was a, a seventeen outback. Uh, a little tipsy. Okay, but I mean it mm-hmm. was it was well, for me, it was a little tipsy because I'm not used to it. But, I mean, you really got to roll a bunch to get to roll over. But, yeah. you know, for me, just to get my center of gravity off a little bit, just, you know, I was like, whoa, 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 you know. But, uh, yeah, you can thank Steve uh, awesome, Melander man. for that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. Well, hey, man, it's it's really <laughs> cool coming seeing a guy come from the bass boat scene, and, and you can just tell by the tone in your voice that you absolutely love oh, fishing. Yeah. And, and then out of a kayak, you're just kind of lower to the water – kind of in nature just a little bit more mm-hmm. that's what i really liked about the float tube because i float tubed for probably eight years and it was just really cool to kind of literally you're in the water but you can mm-hmm. just get back into those cool spots and everything and uh it's just it's just a little bit different for sure but that's really awesome Definitely. man. Thank you. so maybe let's uh let's kind of transition into the southern part of the california now brian we got we got brian here he came off an, another another epic season down here in Southern California and took AOI pretty much by a landslide last year. He, he literally taught us all a really good lesson again that he's just a stick out here. And he just catches them consistently and won the AOI for the first ABA inaugural season. And we're going to get a little bit into the, the new season for the ABA kayak series. we got a lot of cool information to kind of release here tonight. But Brian... Let's kind of highlight your season and maybe talk kind of like what John just went over a little bit about your success and kind of things you learned and maybe your confidence bait that kind of took you through. Well, um, it was a good year. Uh, I got seven second places. I didn't, I didn't win one, but you know, I was close a few times. Yeah, a couple hundred inch limits. I still didn't didn't win, but it's all good. Hey, let's stop right there. That's a reason for all you northern guys to come down to Southern California next year, right? We got we got hundred inch taking second place down here. Jeez. <laughs> I'm ready. That's crazy. I'm ready. But how how John was talking about uh, making adjustments throughout the day that that is key, especially on these pressured lakes. And you know, you fish on a Saturday down here, there could be six seven boats on the same spot, and I mean, you got to make those adjustments, you know, hourly half hourly whatever it takes yeah um i don't even remember i fished aba and socal kayak anglers this year yeah um i got angle of the year in both um which was great i mean there's a lot of good fishermen down here um and i'm looking to expand to norcal next year uh might want to do the wild west bass trail and aba not sure yet but uh that's my plans sweet um, Brian, what was what was that one bait this year that kind of carried you through? Well, uh, probably just a six-inch finesse worm and a medium diving crankbait. 
that combo did a lot for me this year. Hmm. Uh, I love fishing a jig uh, as well, football jig, whenever I can, but I just I couldn't get it going this year. But uh, Ryan, one thing that you kind of mentioned a little bit, I think it was at the Otai event, you do something a little bit different with your finesse. You you, I think you said power shot, right? So you kind of throw a little bit of a heavier weight and heavier line, or what? It, the power shot is basically a heavier drop shot, right? It's not always a heavier weight, but it's usually a heavier line, a little bit beefier hook and a, a bigger bait. Um, just kind of weed out some of the smaller fish. It doesn't always work, but uh, it works good yeah. when it works. So fishing the ABA kayak series last year, the first year, Greg came down to for the El Cap event. What was like? What was like your? What was like? You know, like a memorable moment, or like what was like something that you really enjoyed about fishing? That it was the first season ever. It was the inaugural season. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Talk a little bit about you winning the, te- or winning the, the Angle of the Year for that. Well, that was my goal uh, at the beginning of the year was to win Angle of the Year in both SoCal Kayak English and ABA. Um, I accomplished my goal, which I'm I'm happy about. Um, it was a close race up until you know the last tournament or so. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was there's a few tournaments that I bombed in that I thought it was over, and then uh, I don't know the other guys bombed another tournament, and you know it's like a roller coaster ride all year. Yeah. And what did you end up? And John, I, I I meant to ask you this as well, but Brian, what did you end up winning for Angler of the Year for the ABA? What was your cash prize and like what was your gift as well? Uh, I won a Lawrence, uh the Elite FS Seven Fish Finder and a Minn Kota trolling motor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then Brian, you also did really well in the TOC. What place did you take in the TOC? Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. At uh, Kachuma. Yeah, and that was a really fun lake. It was it was a little tough for size, but it was fun. Hard to get anything over 15, 16 inches, but yeah. it, it was a fun tournament. Yeah. John, I meant to ask you that too. What yes. did you receive for AOI? For, the for AOI, uh, my dues pay for next year. And then I nice. got a, a big cop. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Brian, what was one thing that you kind of learned this year? What was like your 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 learning curve? What was one thing that you kind of are gonna maybe add to next year? Uh, pay attention to John Demonet and <laughs> look, try to learn from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little guy's sneaky, man. He is. He's a hammer for sure. But it's funny because every tournament he wins or does good in, when you figure out what he was doing, it's like that's so obvious. Right, it's like the most yeah. obvious thing. Yeah. You, it's almost too obvious. You kind of pass it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Greg, you came down to El Cap and and fished that lake. And John JD, we call him JD. I, I'm pretty sure I could get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he caught a hundred and four seven five at a wow. at one of the SoCal events, right? Jeez. Or was that the ABA? No, it was the ABA event. It was the ABA event? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian. Heck of a year, man. It was cool to see you just take home that first AOI, and, and we're going to kind of get into the ABA, the new the new series that's coming out here soon. But Greg, Mr. Greg Blanchard, first off, congratulations on a big milestone for yourself on your social media and your YouTube. You, you went over 100,000 subscribers, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Thank you. Nice. Um, yeah, that was uh, a couple months ago. It was just, you know, uh, random. Honestly, it's random. It was just like an uptick in – views for a couple of weeks and it just pushed me over a hundred. So very cool. Happy yeah. with it. Well deserved, man. Cause I know, I mean, I was out there in Texas with you and I know that you put a lot of effort and you put a lot of energy into that. And I mean, I try to do it, but not nearly as consistent as you are, but I know that's a key to your success. And I, I know you know that is being consistent and, and uh, 
<clears throat> so maybe talk about a little bit about some of your highlights this year, Greg, and uh, some things that you're excited about. Yeah, I mean, this year was it was all over the place for me, man. I mean, like you said, I the first tournament of the year, I stopped down with you and Brian and everyone else uh, down in SoCal for the LCAP tournament, the ABA one, uh, made, made the trip down with Juan. And, uh, man, what a culture shock that was, you know, coming to a, a SoCal lake, uh, you know, waiting in line for hours before it even opened, you know, seeing 80 <laughs> other people in front of me, getting there an hour early, and there was like 80 people in front of me. Uh, crazy. It was fun. I had a really good time. I thought the tournament was extremely well run. Um, I'm excited for what you guys are having and, or what they're doing next year. But that was the first tournament of the year. I did okay. Um, but like I said, this this year was all over the place for me. Like I, you know, jumping around different circuits. I did, uh, you know, Yakabass. Uh, earlier in the year, Yakabass had some issues uh, hosting a tournament at one lake. So they had some open lake uh, style tournaments so you could pick a, you know, out of five bodies of water, for example. So did some Yakabass stuff. I did some California Bass Nation um, at Clear Lake, uh, which ended up turning out to be one of my better tournaments. And good thing because I qualified for next year's California or for the Bass uh, Kayak Classic. Mm. Uh, so going to be doing that next year. Um, I went to New York, did a Elite Kayak Series event on Cayuga Lake. Just timing worked out. It's basically the lake that's five minutes from where I stay. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then just finished out the summer doing some Yakabass stuff, uh, you know, fishing for fun. It, it, again, it was all over the place for me. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't fish any one trail, you know, every event. So I didn't have the opportunity to chase an AOY. Um, I don't think I won anything. Maybe a couple of top fives. Uh, but, you know, just another fun season for me. Tournaments for me, I, I just love them. I think the first tournament I ever competed in was 2013 and you know they they just continue to be extremely fun the rush mm. of catching a big fish in a tournament it's like i don't know it's hard to explain it you guys know the feeling it's yep. it's an amazing feeling yeah yeah it's so cool and i don't know i just like i love the tournaments i love the scene i love how it's growing and they're just a lot of fun for me and i really think greg uh you know given your youtube channel one of the things that when you were just talking right now, it kind of brought to my, my mind was, man, that, that video that you did at Cattle Lake for the national championship, I really feel like it impacted mm. like the whole entire country as far as like fishing, <laughs> like a kayak tournament, because that was just like, yeah. and I say this all the time, there's a difference between a person winning an event and not filming it and a person that actually does really well and film it and then they win or like for yourself, you took third that tournament, which was huge. Like there's just something that happens in that moment when you're filming it and everyone's able to watch and it's a big event. And like Christine Fisher, she just took home the BOS championship and she filmed it and you're watching it and it's just, it's just so good. But like when anglers, you know, some anglers don't take the time or don't, you know, don't have a YouTube or whatever, there's just such a difference right there. And, and I feel like mm -hmm. your consistency and everything that you're doing and everything that you've done in the kayak scene, man, it's just been so good for the overall growth of this sport because when i first saw that video it just i just fell in love with kayak tournaments dude like i was just like dude i have to do this yeah i appreciate that man and it's you know like i said i try to get not only the tournament in the video nowadays but kind of like the experience you know everything from check-in to you know what goes on off the water whether that be good or bad um yeah you know all that stuff and uh yeah i think you know i really like there, there seems to be more folks especially out here filming their kayak tournaments and i love it i you know i think it's awesome to you know see how other people approach their day and uh you know after the tournament of course and you can see you know what you may have missed or you know something else that you could have done um, I think it's really cool. I think, uh, and the funny thing is you mentioned that, you know, there's other folks out there like Christine, um, filming and doing well. And you know, it's, there's pros, obviously you got like Scott Martin, you got Brandon Pollock, mm -hmm. those guys that, you yeah. know, have, take it, you know, they film, it's a lot of extra work. And I think people have initially thought that would kind of hurt their tournaments. It would hurt their, their fishing, but it seems to have been doing the opposite. And I think it's true for myself too. You know, I think it almost adds like and added i don't i guess you could say pressure because you know everybody's going to be watching your day no matter what happens so you better yeah. catch them you better do good 
So yeah. it might just add a little bit more focus. But uh, yeah, I think it's uh, you know I think it's cool when other folks are putting their stuff on on YouTube or wherever. Yeah, I'll Brad, have to you, say, uh, yeah. Greg, uh, with so many YouTube channels out there these days, and uh, it's, it seems you get a little saturated, but I'll have to mm -hmm. say your videos are still very enjoyable to watch. You keep thank it you, fresh. So, Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, thank I, you. Yeah. I second that. Very good, Greg. Uh, you, you know, guys. I at lunch, I always click on there and see if you got a new <laughs> one up. So I, I, I eat my lunch <laughs> on my, uh, my desk and always look forward to your videos. Dude, it cracks and, me up. It cracks me up when I see the comments, Greg, and they're like, "Coffee and Greg Blanchard, my favorite morning." <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, well, I get, I get another uh, thing too. There's another uh, uh, event people part partake in, then watch my videos. A morning, a morning, later. A morning oh, okay. event. So, so uh, with that? that, with that said, I actually uh, I bought two cameras, and I videoed the uh, the Thermolito after bay. That was my first video. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sweet. my computer is a little slow, so I have to purchase a new one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then nice. Uh, I, I had to edit it. I, um, I do need to get with you if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. For you. Absolutely, man. So, I would love to help you in any way possible. I appreciate and that. I, uh, I would love to see a day of you fishing because that's the funny yes, thing. There, like, me there too. are so <laughs> many better. It's just true. I'm not being humble. It's just true. There are so many better fishermen than me out here, especially like John and Damien and Toss and God, the list goes on. And my goodness, I would, I would pay money to, well, now it might be free, I guess, from John to see them fish yes. on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's always cool to pick up on the little intricacies of people, what yeah. people do, you know, pe oh, yeah. everybody fishes so different. It's like, mm -hmm. it's cool to see that from a, you know, mm -hmm. that perspective. Yeah. So. Totally. Totally. You, John, can you, Greg, can you, you commentate been... every thought in your mind at every moment, please? Me? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay over audio of why I do what I do. Perfect. So, so yeah, I'm gonna give out everything. And Specifically I'm at Clear Lake, the Delta, and New Malonas, please. Thank you, you. you bet. You bet. Anytime you need some nuggets, just contact me. I'm very willing to help. Brad, did you have something? I feel like there's something on the tip of your tongue, too. Oh, I was going to say, for whatever it's worth, I watch maybe five YouTubers, and Greg, you're one of them. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Great videos. Mine's, mine's three YouTubers. And that's, and and that's, that's kind of like, honestly, like why we're having this conversation tonight, too, is like with, you know, with, with our anglers that we have, and we got Greg out here, you know, representing California as well. And I really feel like the overall aspect of us competing. And Greg, you know, kind of competing and showing the world, you know, our sport out here in California, we got some really, really, really exciting things coming next year. Uh, so maybe let's kind of like transition into that, into the 2022 kayak season. Uh, 2021 is pretty much a wrap. There's not much left, but we're going to kind of move on and learn from our mistakes and, and enjoy the accomplishments that we all uh, partaked in. And now it's 2022. So let's kind of get a little bit into that. Um, you know, the growth of our sport out here in California has definitely, definitely been a factor. I mean, before there were days of Yakabass and uh, the Motherload kayak anglers and, and SoCal kayak anglers. And now we have these major circuits coming in and doing an actual series here. Not just like, you know, Hobie BOS pops in every once in a while, uh, KBF comes in and, you know, but now we actually have like a legit, you know, series that we're doing out here from wild west to california bass nation is now doing it and they're kind of combined and then we got the aba kayak series rolling out this new iron man events for uh 2022 so i mean i'm really excited about it greg i mean you've been around the scene for a while like is it pretty exciting or what man it's super exciting i mean you, every year you kind of wonder yeah uh, maybe this is it for the kayak fishing tournament scene maybe it's going to kind of plateau but it, it hasn't yet. It just keeps growing bigger and bigger. And I think, you know, the multiple circuits and the opportunities out here were inevitable. I mean, there's, I mean, all the tournaments they host out here, there's huge numbers. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. I, I know we're kind of isolated. So it seems out here on the West coast, but even so the, you know, the tournament scene, the, the numbers is probably, I would say some of our events are the biggest in the country, you know, minus some national events, oh, but, yeah. you know, given, so even Soka, you guys down there, huge tournaments, huge turnouts. I mean, you guys filled up your – I think you had a max capacity for your ABAs down there, didn't you? 
Yeah, which is going to be – that's the first nugget that I'll drop tonight. Yeah. There's going to be no angler cap next year for the ABA. Nice. So not a 50, not a 100. It's going to be no angler cap. So, But, yeah, man, I, I feel the same way. And, you know, a lot of the, the bigger national events, and it's hard for them to kind of um, schedule around all of our schedules. But I feel like when, when Bass came out here for the Clear Lake event and we only had, I think, 60 or something like that, I mean – it was a week after a big KBF event and a big Yakabass event, and it was the weekend after, and it was hard for a lot of guys to do it. I feel like if it was on a weekend kind of by itself, it would have done a lot better number-wise. So I feel like this year, um, you know, all the circuits have done a really good job to kind of go around each other the best they could. And uh, so I just I, – I don't know. I, I feel like for the first time ever in California, and I'm going to go out there and say this, okay? So here we go. The first time ever in California, I really feel like a person that's young and maybe not a full family or anything like that, I mean, they have a legit opportunity to make some serious money this year and travel and fish California and literally probably fish a tournament every week and have Mm -hmm. a chance at thousands of dollars every single time. I mean, there's a chance for a guy to kind of run the circuits this year and possibly make some sort of living out of this thing given their life circumstance. So that's pretty big. I'll say with the two-day events too, uh, I think it'll make people more likely to travel farther for the tournaments. It's it's hard to drive 10, 12 hours to fish a one-day tournament. You know what I mean? So For sure, for sure. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest things. So let's kind of maybe just roll that out. Brad, do you want to drop that graphic for me that I sent you really quick? Yep, it'll overlay over top of us, but you can talk about it while I hit it. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, Log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, so this is going to be the first kind of ABA Hobie Fishing. So Hobie Fishing is a title sponsor for this series, and they're going to be calling it the California Iron Man Kayak Series. And the reason why Iron Man, it's not just kind of the cheesy character. The reason why they're calling it the Iron Man Series is because there's two-day events, and there's going to be six of them, including a three-day TOC, and we're covering from south to north. So basically the first time ever is what we're trying to do is is kind of diminish. So we got John Myers up north, right? He's the northern AOI for the Wild West Bass Trail. We got Brian Lefke down here, AOI for <clears throat> the ABA Kayak Series. Instead of doing this northern-southern thing, let's see who the first ever California, not north, not south, not anything else, the first California Ironman AOI is going to be because – this series is really going to put everyone to the test. It kind of eliminates that one day kind of, you know, have a really good day and you win. You got to catch them for two days at each mm-hmm. event. And um, to drop a little bit more details on the series, uh, we're going to be doing your best three events. So we're only going to require you to fish three events. So if you fish all six, you're going to be able to drop those three worst events. If you only fish three, you will still have a chance because the way that we're going to do our TOC this year is out of the AOI points, um, out of the AOI points, we're going to have our top 50 anglers out of your best three events. The top 50 will go to the TOC. So you got either you're going to only fish, you're going to, if you stay up north, you got three up north, you stay down south, you got three down south. But the whole goal is, and again, I hope everyone listening from California. The whole goal is to get all of us to travel and fish together. I mean, that's the bottom line and kind of see who the California AOI this is this year. And I really feel like this is going to be worth everyone's traveling because, like Brian mentioned, it's tough to travel up for a one-day event and a little bit of a smaller buy-in, which is the next nugget I'm dropping is $250 is going to be your all-in for this series. $250 all-in, and there's going to be a big bass of the event. And that's going to be the series. I mean, um, we're going to have your best three events this year. So you can pick any one of those three. You don't have to stay in the south. You don't have to pick north. Any one of those three events you fish, that's going to be the the way that you get into into the TOC. So it's going to be a 50-point scale. 
for your uh, for your angle of the year points, and then the TOC will be double points, and the AOI will be picked after, or the AOI will be crowned after the TOC. So Brad, go ahead and you can take that graphic down now. Yep. I got a question though, real quick. How how far is that drive from the northernmost lake to the southernmost lake? So from Clear Lake to Otai, you're looking at probably about 10 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So without traffic. Means, without traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to drive at night. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully we're looking to get, you know, my goal for the Southern, just so you guys kind of understand maybe the goal of this thing. The goal for the Southern events is 75. The goal for the Northern events is 100. That's that's our That's our goal. That's what we're trying to pull. We'll see how it all rolls out, but I really feel like it's going to be worth everyone's travel and everyone's, you know, money to fish in their, you know, in their region as well. And the payouts are going to be good. Uh, I mean, all the quote unquote excuses to not travel. I, I really feel like we're trying to make it as worth everyone's travel as possible. So that's what we're rolling out with next year. So Greg, I'm going to ask you, how, what do you think about that? It's a brand new series of California. Man, on paper, that looks pretty good. <laughs> um, Delta <laughs> obviously jumps out for me in yeah. March, Delta. But no, I agree with Brian, too. I think the two-day event is going to draw a lot more You know, folks that normally mm-hmm. wouldn't come to the event. And the bigger entry fee, too. I think that's, I think that's a, a good thing, having the bigger entry fee. Um, yeah. I, you know, the thing is, I, these are some bucket list lakes on, 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 this, on this schedule. I mean, you got Clear Lake, you got Delta um paris down by you guys i mean these are some renowned fisheries and i think you know if anything they're just good opportunities or excuses for people to go go Mm. fishing for a weekend so uh, i'm gonna definitely try to make as many as those as as i can and the next thing too also because i'm sure some of you guys are wondering is we're gonna do an 11 day blackout on each lake with one official practice day and the only odd one that's gonna be on there is Otai, because Brad, you're probably going to throw up in your mouth when you hear this, but Otai is literally only open to the public Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Hmm. which is a California thing, I know, but this is what we have to deal with out here, but it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little different out here in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. That was um, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday? Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, right, Brian? Oh, is that yeah. Yeah. O- Ote is Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow, three days yeah. a week. Okay. So the Why official practice day for Otai is going to be the Wednesday before. San Diego has a lot of um, – every lake's different. Uh, you really got to keep up on your schedules. And then they'll have like every third Friday is closed or every second Saturday is closed. So that's on top of the restricted days. Yeah. So we got San Vicente first, which is a, a deep, clear uh, – Greg's been there before. It's a deep, clear reservoir, and uh, it's got some really good fish in it. It used to be, like, insanely good fishing, and then they – and oh no, they closed it for a really long time, and when it reopened, it was, like, insanely good. And now it's 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 kind of tough. It's only got largemouth in it, and but it's it's really fun to fish. And then we got the Delta, like March said. Let's, let's just talk really quick, Greg. Delta March 26, 27th. Yeah. That's gonna be a good one. What's your prediction for that tournament? Uh to win two days. Two days. Over two hundred. John, you agree? <laughs> yes. I'd definitely say it's gonna be at least two hundred. Yeah. Is that oh, during yeah. spawn? Yeah, it's right yeah. at the spawn. It yeah. Yeah. It the, depends yeah. on the weather. Yeah. Craig, yeah. If, when you're listening to this, Craig, that is the perfect date for the Delta. Thank you, sir. Greg, yeah, I need, thank you, I need, sir. That's one place I need to practice is the Delta. It's, it's yeah. extremely difficult to pattern fish there, but everything fished, looks good. I fished the Hobie tournament there last time. That was just watch that Greg's was YouTube. You'll learn the Delta pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, maybe I was there the other day and I, you know, struggled. I mean, it is, it's, especially it is this time tough. of year. The bite should be better. That well, it will be better. Um, but again, with the tides, and I mean, it's so big too. Like you look at it on a map, it's a maze. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure this is open launch, of course. I assume. Yeah, we're in Contra Costa, 
So we're only going to be able to, yeah, sorry if I messed that up, but we're only going to be allowed 11. to launch at eight of them, I think. Eight of them? I, yeah, oh I think there's okay. eight ramps. Okay, I know okay. where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and no. then right after that, we got Otai on the 7th and or the, July 9th and 10th. And Brian, you know how good it is there at that time. I mean, it took myself. So uh 99 99 and a quarter inches to win that event and we had 10 guys wow. we had 10 guys over 90 that event and Jeez. it is grass it's toolies and greg you, you would love it at that time i mean it's frog and you can punch you can chatterbait i mean it's there's some it's on there's some sneaky big ones in there too yeah it's there all yeah. right cool oh, yeah and then uh right after that we got Clear Lake a little bit earlier in August, um, August 6th and 7th. So that should be pretty interesting too, but maybe probably the same as when we're all used to fishing it. I mean, I can't imagine it being too much different than the end-ish of August, right, Right, Greg? Yeah, maybe, you know. It, you, you know, it's hard to say. Um, the thing is, I feel like Clear Lake is – there's always a good bite going on, but it can be kind of specific. You know, you yeah. and John could probably, you know, talk about this better than I can, but it could be, you know, buzz baits, it could be, you know, jigs, crankbaits, it could be, you know, small kitex, you could be a punch, but clearly, like, I, I do feel like you need to kind of get dialed in on a pattern for that one, and then you can really go to town. Even a seven inch Nico on rock piles in 20 feet of water, but what do I know? <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> okay, New Malone is. September 10th and 9th. Now, you guys, I've never been there before, first off. Um, spotted bass fishery and smallmouth, all three? Right. Take, let John take that one. Yeah, John. Yeah, it's um, a dominant spotted bass, and it, and it has the lake uh, world's record in there on that lake. So, uh, you know how big uh, it was? It, it has it swimming around right now as we talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. So one year, I guess there was several people caught uh, spotted bass, well over eight pounds. Several wow. people did. So um, Brad, you got to come out to some of these, man. Come on, yeah. Brad. Yeah. I had a uh, spotted bass here in Ohio. It's probably like two or three pounds. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a really, really good um, a population of largemouth bass as well. The the smallmouth, uh, not so much. You could probably catch a few here and there. Then they have the red eye. Uh, red eyes are usually like 12 inches long, but the largemouth there, uh, this last year I caught one, biggest fish ever caught in a kayak, and it was a uh, um, 10, 10, 10, 61 or something, and it was crazy, yeah, it was, it was and you know, fighting one of those in a kayak, it, it jumped three times too, by the way. One time when I had the rod on one side of the boat, it jumped on the other side of the boat. So I was fortunate to get that one. Wow. What'd you get it on? I caught it on uh, a Ned rig. Wow. See, Brad, I told you. I told you the Ned rig, hey, bro. I, I, threw, I threw big baits all day, and I found, like, I got to catch a fish. You know, and I pulled up to this main lake point, little um, rock outcropping coming off of it, and and I caught a bunch of little little spots, and then I repositioned them off to the deeper side, and uh, I broke off and and something told me retie that thing back on, and I wow. put it tied it on Greg, first cast. Greg, how do you like new Malones? Is it Malones or is it Malones or what is it? Yes, uh, Malones. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Malo <laughs> melons. I like it. Melons. I think it's a great. I think it's a great fishery. Um, you know, the few times that I've been there, it's been pretty solid. We had a tournament there. Well, it was one of the tournaments that you could pick from five different lakes um, earlier this year, and I picked Maloney's, and um, it was good. The weather was kind of gnarly, but uh, I mean, you can you can catch a lot of fish there. Uh, there are some big ones. Um, I've seen a few big ones follow my my glides. Uh, I think it, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but they they started stocking it with trout again, right? Oh, I'm not sure, but it has a huge uh, kokanee and, and giant, giant six eight pound trout in there. Yes. Yeah. So um, I mean, you can you know you, you, it's a place you can throw your big baits too, and you know I mean, whether you get and yeah. catch them. So yeah. um, I think that that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be another mm -hmm. um, 
most likely that's going to be another one that's high 90s i'd imagine somebody will will catch them pretty good each day, day so maybe yeah yeah per day yeah and now our our three-day toc um i guess raise your hand if you've ever fished a three-day toc in a kayak Never I guess Greg fished a national championship. Yeah, like yeah, three. national championship, three day yeah. event. Yeah. So the thought behind that is the whole Iron Man thing, right? Like this is we're trying to make it a two day it's a two day series throughout the whole year. So our, our it doesn't really make sense to make our TOC a two day as well. We wanted to go one more and uh to make it that three day Iron Man feel and it says undisclosed. So there's still a little bit of tweaks with this thing. So right now, what I'm hearing is is it's undisclosed, so I have no idea what lake it's at. But we're gonna do two days at one specific lake, which we will be which will be our hub, and that's where we'll be camping or staying or whatever. And the third day, we'll be at another lake close by. So that really throws that curveball in, and it makes it really fun, I think. And I I mean I'm really excited about it. So that's pretty much our entire ABA. Ironman California Hobie series and I'm I'm really stoked about it. So Brian, being from down south, are you stoked to go up north a little bit? The more I think about it, yeah, the more excited I get. Um, yeah. I grew up in Santa Cruz. Uh, I fished some of those lakes as a kid. Um, so I'm excited to get back up there. Yeah. And see cool. see how I stack up against NorCal guys. Yeah. And it's cool, like, me and you were talking about, like, dude, Otai and San V and Paris, like, it's got, it's good fishing, like, and then John and Greg are over here talking about Clear Lake and Delta and New Malones, and that's, I mean, I'm just so stoked, you guys, like, I'm so stoked to do this, it's gonna be fun, I plan on, I plan on solely doing the ABA kayak series, and I'm really excited about it, but, John, are you excited to come down south, maybe? You know something? I, I'm going to make a trip down there. All right. I'm going to start, pre, uh, start pre-fishing right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay sounds good to me. I'm not sure about the other ones, but uh, I have to check my schedule. So yeah, I have sure. uh, I have uh, just in kayak circuits um, four. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. Four, I'm going to be fishing four. Greg, Greg, no promises, but will we see you maybe down at one? I'm going to try. You know what? I might need right. to come to Paris because uh, the last time I was at Paris, I flipped and dumped about two grand worth of gear at the bottom. Ooh. So, um, you redemption. know, I think I think I need to get some redemption on that lake. Yeah. Mm. And the cool thing about Paris towards the end of April, um, it's going to be spawn still. It's going to be a little bit in the post spawn. So there's going to dude, it, it's going to take 95 inches both days. It's going to take 90 to 95 both days for sure. So it's going to be fun. All right, now getting into um, let's cover the the next the next kind of big one that we have obviously out here is it's kind of interesting because what I'm trying to pull up this uh, trying to pull this up really quick. Let me see. Um, we have Bass Nation combining with the Wild West this year. Um, I mean, they're they're going to be doing a series now. Did we lose Brian, Brad, or no? Yeah, we did. He dropped out. Okay. Phone might have died or something. Okay. It's all good. Uh, so Bass Nation and Wild West, they're kind of combining next year. First ever Bass Nation series. Last year, all three of us were at the Bass Nation event. And um, how many anglers were there, Greg? Was it like 150 or something? Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, yeah, no, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was quite a few. One, was it 130 some? 140? It was yeah. up there. 146. Um, yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, my SoCal 
brother Alex came up there and taught everyone a lesson, and uh, <laughs> yes, he did. He he took home first place, and he for everyone listening, he won almost fifteen thousand dollars that day. Jeez. He was in he was in the Bass Nation event and the Wild West event, and he completely destroyed it on a jig, John. And I mean, he it was ex- really stoked for I was really stoked for him because he puts a lot of time and energy into it as well. When he gets into it and he starts studying the lakes. He's very dangerous out on the water. I mean, that guy can that guy can flat out fish. He actually fished in college at Long Beach State and did phenomenal there. They went and fished against Jordan Lee and like a bunch of these pros that were in college huh. still. And I mean, for him, I mean, he's just he's an awesome dude. And I'm I'm I was so stoked to see him get that big big win. I mean, the literally the pretty much the biggest win in California ever, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And I think mm-hmm. the, the other thing you need to mention is he, he beat us after like maybe two hours of fishing too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It was over at mm-hmm. 9 yeah. o'clock. I checked the standings and he's like, he was like, he's like one of my best friends. So like I checked the standings and I'm like. <laughs> I think that's how we <laughs> yeah. all react. He had like yeah. 99 <laughs> inches. He had like, like 99 inches by like 9 a.m. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude. You know, wow. that's a long. About that, that event too, I'll say is I. I want to say it was maybe 70 or 75 anglers had over like 85 inches or something like mm-hmm. that. Like to be in the top 75, you had to have 85. I mean, that's, thank, thank you. I, I'm sorry, but that's, <laughs> no, I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's no, clear that's, lake for you. That's clear lake for sure. That place is just yeah. unreal, man. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. he must've, he must've been sweating it all day after that. He was just watching the leaderboard, bit, but he, he, yeah. He, he knows that lake really well, and we all know that it's really, really tough to hit that 99 mark. I mean, those fish are fat, not so much long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's tough to get up there. So, I mean, he was, he was tripping, but I know he was pretty confident, too, in the back. He was pretty confident. So, yeah. But because he broke 100. Yes. He hit like 100 and a quarter. Yeah, right? 100 and a quarter, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Which was insane. So with that, John, John was close though. John had uh, what'd you have? John ninety nine, seventy five, uh, ninety seven and a half, ninety seven. Yeah, see, yeah. You know, if I would have figured that out a little bit earlier, I think I might have might have gave him a little more threat. But you know, <laughs> when I, at ten o'clock, I looked at the the leaders board and I was like, "What? Alex got a hundred inches?" I'm like, "I'm just gonna go have yeah. fun now." Yeah, we're <laughs> all deflated. <laughs> I, I should have done no my pressure. homework a little bit more on this, but you guys might know. How many guys qualified to go fish in Kentucky Lake out of that event? Was it 14? 15? No, wait. Are you talk- not Kentucky Lake. It's uh, Well, to go fish the think- championship. Yeah. Not Kentucky Lake. Uh, Sorry. That's, yeah, I think that's, 14, that's KB, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 14. 10%. So there's 140-some-odd anglers. Yeah, I think it was yeah. 14. And you see what I mean, guys? The year before that, they came at – just the wrong time, obviously, because the next year we're 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 on a date where it there's kind of nothing else going on really. It's a it's a fresh date. It's a good date, and we got 146. I mean, that just shows that the date was just not the best when they came out officially when they came out um, two years ago. So we can pull some serious numbers. We, I mean, 146 mm-hmm. guys like Brad. I mean, I know you cover a lot of the the whole scene across the country. I mean, that's that's pretty respectable. Oh yeah. I mean, here in Ohio, like, we, we get, I don't know, a good day, 60, 70 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is still you good, guys, man. I mean, the sport's yeah. growing for sure. I mean, it is. So, um, with that, the you know, they're, they're, they're rolling out a series, and it looks like the first event that they are having is going to be on Shasta, early February Shasta, and... You guys have fished Shasta before, probably a few years ago for KBF. Am I am I right, Greg? Yes, I think it was a KBF. You know, it might have been a Yakub. You know, no, it was a Hobie. I'm sorry, it was a Hobie BOS. Hobie, yeah, three years ago. Hobie BOS. Early February in Shasta is going to be freezing. Yeah, it could snow. Yeah, it could definitely snow. That's actually one I wanted to fish this year. I was looking forward to that one. You should do it. The yeah, place I'm, is I'm full of spotted bass. Sure. You could really, really. I've fished there before, tongue. and uh, a lot of small fish, but I, yeah, uh, it's a place I want to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
And then they go next to Party Lake. I, I literally don't know anything about Party Lake. Party is awesome. That's where I caught my <laughs> personal best. Really? 12 pounds, 3 ounces. John, is that is that like way NorCal or is it central? So you have Comanche and then Amador and Pardee. They're all basically like a little chain of the uh, the foothill reservoirs. I've never been there, but it, it's just it, it's right by Comanche. Pardee's got, got small mouth, large mouth. I think just small mouth and large mouth. Greg, have you been there? I've never been there. Nope. Well, we might have to make a little. It's going to be March 6th, so it's probably going to be spawned for sure. There's some big smallmouth in there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then next on the list, we got the Delta again for the Wild West, April 30th. And yeah, that's just a Wild West event by itself on the Delta, April 30th. Another 100 inches for sure. It could be. Could be. Yes. Yeah. Or is it a little bit later in the in the, it's gonna be post spawn probably. It depends I, on the weather. Yeah. Yeah, weather dependent. Um you know, for me things tend to get a little tougher in May. And maybe that's just my experience. So we're looking at end of April. Um yeah, I agree with John. It'll depend on the weather. That could definitely play a role. Yeah. And then this is really this was really big news when it hit when it hit social media too, is that Bass Nation is going to be coming down to Lower Otai on May fifteenth. So I've I've never fished it in May. Have you, Brian? Yeah. How how it, is it in May? It like it depends on the water level, really. Yeah. Um, if there's tulies or not, you know. That, yeah, that's, that's a big factor. Be a combined event, so it's going to be bass and Wild West that event. So basically, you just join both and you fish both, and they're separated, but. It ups the buying, it ups the payouts, and it ups the trophies pretty much. So that should be really good, and that's really awesome that they're coming down south. Uh, seems to be the theme this year. Hopefully, we can keep it rolling. And then next, we got Lake. We got Comanche, Lake Comanche, Bass and Wild West, Comanche. Um, you guys fish that quite a bit, and that is going to be June fifth. How'll that turn out, Greg? <laughs> uh, if you've watched my channel over the past couple of years, you know that that's like my arch nemesis lake. Sorry, I, Greg. I had to throw it in there a little bit. No, oh, dude. That lake's, I mean, for me, it's tough. I, some guys catch them, but, ah, man, I feel like every time I go there, everyone is just praying for a limit on tournament day. Mm. It just seems to be the case. It's a tough fishery. I don't really know why. Um, it does have big fish in it. That's the thing. There are teeners probably in there watch they stock it with video trout. and he'll show you the big ones yeah damien catches them there um, i did try to but... get damien on here too to join us tonight but damien he couldn't he couldn't make it tonight but mm. damien yeah, that was uh... another big name out here brad yes i, I have him on my fan team <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. it's a good pick <laughs> hey, i know because i want i watch your videos i see him on top of the leaderboard all the time so i'm like yeah, yeah that's a good pick but he doesn't fish the bigger tournaments Dude, I watched one of his older videos. One of his older videos, just throwing like a deep diving crankbait to some lake, like in Fresno or something. Just smashing like seven. Oh, was that what it was? Eastman Lake on on a rock pile. He he got a 40 pound limit or something like that. That video is awesome. (laughs) That's one of the coolest videos. Right? Right. California, if you come out here, you better expect. If you go to NorCal, you're going to see Damien, John, and Taz, like for sure. You know, the thing the thing about the tournaments that I've noticed being here for, well, four years, decent amount of time, but, dude, it is getting so much harder to win out here. Like, uh, it, it's never easy in the first place, but, man, every year it's just there's more – there's better anglers, more competition. It is – it's going to be really hard. You know, whoever wins AOI for any circuit next year is going to have earned it for sure. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's the yeah. same thing down here. I mean, even just this last year, some guys you've never even heard of before just come out of nowhere and you know, they get first place. You're like, What? Who is this guy? You know he's speaking I mean? of John, he's speaking of J D. But well, that's why there's I some like... other guys. There's some yeah. other guys too. So. Yeah. That's why I like the two day events, you know? Yep. You can get lucky mm. on one but not two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you gotta figure them out. It really weeds out everyone yeah. pretty much. So 
Let's see. After that, I don't see another Wild West event. I could be wrong. Let me see. Yeah, I think that's the end of their season, and then their TOC will be announced. But they basically have a series, and from what I understand is the, especially the California Bass Nation is, you're gonna be able to uh, have an. There's gonna be an AOI standing, I'm pretty sure, and then you're gonna qualify for their TOC, and then I think they're gonna take a percentage of their TOC to the 2023 Bass Nation Kayak Series. I'm pretty sure. Greg, have you kind of heard the same thing, or have you heard anything, or? John? Uh, not yeah no i don't know just for sure not yet but i'm pretty sure that's what kind of one and some other guys kind of just mentioned briefly because it's, they just released their schedule so which is really exciting though at least we have a shot to go fish you know to qualify and fish for the bass nation championship because greg and myself went out there last year and greg let's talk a little bit about texas for a second i mean it was it was really fun i know the fishing was tough but i mean the the for us at least <laughs> but i mean the yeah. the experience was awesome dude it was cool yeah, to be there yeah yeah that was a you know and that's kind of what we we're saying earlier is like half the fun of these tournaments is just the experience you know going to a bucket list lake or fishery or mm-hmm. tournament and uh you know that was that was a lot of fun with you and you know the guys um, yeah yeah tough tough fishing but it was a good experience it was awesome and possum and kingdom a- yeah, that was, another, yeah. that was another tournament, kind of like an Alex deal, where you check the leaderboard at 9 a.m. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember who was. I think Mark Pendergraph had yep. like 109. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? That's crazy. Yeah. crazy. I was like, all right. <laughs> I think he so, had a bigger bag than the actual guy that won the Classic. I think so. Uh, I, wait, did, you guys, yeah. did you guys notice that in the tournaments, it seems like there's bigger numbers each year, too? Like people are just yeah, like you never them. heard of that bag. You never heard of that bag a year ago, like a hundred like nine or whatever it was. Like people are just like I mean, again, going back to how people are just getting really good at kayak fishing. It's like mm-hmm. you can expect huge bags. Somebody's gonna crack them. You know? Well, pe- people are getting more. People are getting more mm-hmm. dialed in with their kayaks, yeah. with their electronics. They're getting yep. confident in their strengths of fishing, right? And mm-hmm. that that's a big thing is fishing what you're good at you know you can't you can't copy what somebody else is doing and you know expect the same results so but i know let me tell you this but greg i know i begged you and begged you and begged you to come with me to the to the classic expo and you you did not come but i mean to be at the classic and be at the be at the literal stage of these classic winners and see our our fellow kayak anglers i don't care what anyone else says and i'm just going to throw this out there and we're going to kind of wrap it up from this point on, but we're going to, I'm going to say this to, to literally see a kayak angler on that big of a stage was just unbelievable. And then see my buddy, Jason Barofka and everything that came from that. It was just a, it was just an unbelievable event for the first one ever. And I really, really want to go back and I want to go on that stage. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the payout. I don't care about anything. I want to be on that stage and hold that trophy up one day. That's like, that's my goal. For for the for the years to come, I I want to do that. I never thought I would have a chance to fish the Elite Series, and you know go and, and fish the Classic, and to be able to do that on a kayak scale, and have it obtainable for myself as just an average person, an average guy that does construction, and you know fishes for fun in these series. To have the ability and the and the and the way to go and be on that stage, I mean that's. Should, I mean, any angler wants to be on that stage no matter what. I, that's just mm-hmm. what I believe. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. So, with that being said, you guys, we're at an hour. Real quick? Yeah, go Can ahead. So, uh, talk about kayaks compared to glitter boats, glitter rockets, or whatever. So, my experience in a kayak, you could sneak up stealthy to these fish. They bite right next to the boat, okay, mm-hmm. a kayak. Now, in a, in a big boat, that's what I think it is, the volume of water it pushes, these fish know 
if a dragonfly lands on that mat, they know it. Yeah. They know you're in this big old boat getting close. But in a kayak, like Damien Tao says, oh, we got some shade. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you could really sneak up on these fish. And, and I think yeah. that's a huge Is that what, is that what he says? Thing. Is that yeah. what he says? <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, there's the fish are saying, oh, there's shade. That's because you know? he has that hydro wave and he like turns it on. And <laughs> no, oh, Damien, and those... Damien for sure speaks to the fish and they talk back. For yeah, sure. he's the fish. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I got live scope this last year. And I mean, if you sit on a spot long enough, you're going to have all kinds of fish under your kayak. I mean, they right. just, they come, you know. That's crazy. That's awesome. Interesting. Well, you guys, I mean, I'm so stoked. This was our first EP. I feel like it went awesome. Thank you guys for your time. Greg, thanks for coming on. Brian, thank you. John, thanks for your time. And I'm really looking forward thank to next you, year. We got a lot to choose from. Uh, I hope you guys can fish all of them, obviously. I hope we all can fish all of them, but I know that's not reality. I hope you guys pick the series that fits, fits you guys best. And for the listeners, pick the series that fits you guys best and give it your all. And maybe one day you'll be AOI just like these gentlemen right here. And uh anyways that pretty much wraps up the show thank you guys thanks brad we can probably cut recording a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.